George. And I'm Alec. And we play 40K. All right, it's been a while since we've uh, had a chance to record a podcast, but we're, we're making up for lost time. Yes. <laughs> so much this lost time. This one is time. 14 hours long. <laughs> <laughs> we're going yeah. all night, baby. <laughs> if we right. start to sound tired around hour eight, uh, please forgive it's us. It's like a telethon, like a Jerry Lewis yeah. <laughs> telethon. <laughs> We're gonna have Sammy Davis Jr. Sammy doing a song. Just yeah, we we've got a uh, nonstop guests. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's great. Dan right. Abnett's coming on later. We're gonna talk about new releases. We're gonna talk about um, the Marvel uh, partnership with Games Workshop. Yes, and then we'll get into our battle report, um, which pitched the Blood Angels mm-hmm. against the Gene Steeler Cult. Okay, but first we always talk about hobby progress and guess what there actually has been some it's been so long since we've been uh uh, recording that i actually there's been yeah been actually doing some painting stuff been built some's been painted what's the stuff okay well let's start start with stuff i bought all right okay so i bought the new i I bought some imperial bases um in fact you you can pull out the box right there uh you can see the box they're just i just needed some uh some new bases and I don't know what I'm going to use them for, but they're like official games workshop uh, bases that are kind of like um, they have like city floor, you know? Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I what Imperial s- City would have yeah. on, on the ground. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so okay. I bought I bought those, and then I bought um, a new uh, Tau, um, the broad. Oh uh, yeah, broadsides. Yeah, those, a new uh, a new Tau broadside uh, model, and then I bought. Contrast paint. So I, I know, I know, I know, I know. In, in, in a not that long ago episode, maybe our last one, <laughs> I was kind of like uh, very skeptical about, yeah. about contrast paints. But I thought I would put my money where my mouth is and actually um, test it out. So I bought the, the bone colored primer. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. And the official Games Workshop bone primer that goes with contrast paints. Yeah. And I bought the flesh-colored contrast paint. All right. I don't know. I think it's called Gilliman Flesh or something. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I bought a blue contrast, like a bright blue contrast paint, and then I bought a black contrast paint. All right. Thinking, okay, those are these are, these are colors I can use. Yeah. All right. Okay. I decided to try the contrast paints on uh, on the Gene Stealers. We've been painting the Gene Stealer army. And I decided to put them on the gene sealer, the, the gene sealers themselves. Let me tell you, mm-hmm. fantastic results. Really? Yeah. Well, you saw them. You yeah. tell me. Okay. <laughs> you tell I'm, me. I'm what do you, what do you think? I'm feigning surprise for the audience. Oh, okay. um, really? Yeah. Unusual and unexpected. I said, whoa. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. I, so I decided to rather make purple gene stealers or blue gene stealers or green gene stealers, something yeah. that looked more like Terrence. I wanted to make them. I, I, okay, so let me go back to my childhood. Okay, okay. We're, we're taking it. We're taking it a little bit far. Oh, yeah, kind Here's of a, see where this a goes. flashback of young George. Young George stepping onto his porch and almost stepping onto something. I think people call it June bugs. It's uh-huh. like this large, bulbous-headed, spider-like creature that has flesh-colored, like a flesh-colored body with a giant head. It is one of the creepiest things I've ever seen. It was it was super yeah. creepy as a kid. I had never seen that because it, it wasn't a spider. It was much bigger than a spider. Oh, yeah, and it was flesh colored. So that's like 
It was love crafting and weirdness that, sure. you know, that my first exposure to cosmic car was this thing, mm-hmm. you know, and I think I was probably like six years old. It was, it was horrendous looking. Mm-hmm. That image has rattled around <laughs> my head and has entered into a few nightmares, I guess. So, so sort of like a Batman origin story, like where <laughs> I use the thing I fear. <laughs> right. Right. So, so I guess that was the inspiration for um for painting the gene sealers because the gene sealers i mean when we so the gene sealers first of all the models that we got mm-hmm. didn't come from um like official gene sealer models that you buy in a box in a box set no yeah they came from um the the board game the terminator board game i'm going to blank on the name um oh space hulk space uh, hulk thank you yeah. space hulk they came from space hulk we have we have space hulk and they decided to repurpose the gene sealers from space hulk into the gene sealers for our you know, Gene Steeler Cult Army. Yeah. Um, saving a little money, right? <laughs> right? Exactly. It makes I mean, Space Hulk all I, that more exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, I think they're designed, kind of, hopefully designed for that uh, a little bit. Uh, well, they, they are and they aren't. And yeah, the, yeah. the bases are, are designed for more of a board game. Board games. But I just, I just put them onto 40 millimeter, you know, round bases. Yeah. Yeah, so they work, they work fine. They work well. But I, I, I primed them with this Rathbone primer. And then I applied this flesh-colored, pinkish, orangish kind of uh, contrast paint. Yeah, and it looked really creepily great. Yeah, they do look very weird, and you know they remind they remind me of those. Uh, if you played Dead Space, uh, yes, Necromorphs. Then ne- they they do like them. That they look like the Necromorphs. Yeah, um, I gave and they have these bone outcroppings on their backs. Yeah, and their claws are sort of like bony, and they have these bony sort of like spikes coming out of their heads. Yeah. And so those I painted with the Ushapti bone, whatever that sort of light tan, light brown, super light brown color. And uh, applied a, a, a grill and earth shade uh, ink on them, right? Yeah. And so it looks great. There's some, there's some parts in the body where there's some like exposure and it looks like there's fibrous muscle underneath. And so that I colored in with a Reichland flesh shade, a little orange just to give a little contrast. And so you have like this sort of mixture of, you know, pinks and orange and browns in there. So they look like they crawled up from the earth. They look like the, they remind me of that horrible June bug that scared me as a child. <laughs> and I think so, they look, fan- I think they look really great. No, I think they do look good. The, they're on bases that look like they're some industrial piece of metal. And so I just uh, painted those uh, like black at first. And then I added a bunch of orange in the recesses. Uh, which would act as rust. Yeah. And then I painted everything like a dark dryad brown, mm-hmm. like a dark brown. And then once that dried, I I um, used like a silver, like a lead belcher silver, now called Iron Warrior, I think is uh, the, the, the new name. The new thing? The new name that Games Workshop gave their, their little bit metallic silver. And I just sort of used a dry brush on that. So it looks like this rusty orangish metal base. And that's going to be kind of like the base scheme for the entire Gene Steeler cult army. They're going to come from a subterranean, yeah. you know, kind of a hive world. They're city folk. They're city. They're underground city dweller. Underground city <laughs> yeah. folk. Yeah, just plain old, dwellers. plain old city folk. So underground city folk. Underground. <laughs> right. Underclass. Who? who folk. Yeah. Who live in a rusty, you know, industrial world. Yeah. Yeah. And build a rusty hellscape. It's great. Yeah. Exactly. So that's what I'm going to do. I had originally uh, primed all of the gene sealers this sort of like dark blue. 
And so I, I had primed them all blue and I had even uh, put a blue wash on them. And uh, I've changed my mind. I decided I want to make them more flesh colored. Yeah. You were, you were originally going to go for the more traditional. More uh, alien. Yeah. Tyranid sort of. Look yeah. Like. More of a Tyranid kind of look. Um, I still like the blue. So that may, I may, may keep the blue in parts to like, like their uniforms for the yeah. neophytes and stuff. But for the most part, I think I'm going to go with this sort of like kind of off um, flesh tone kind of a thing. More yeah. of a, you know, abomination of humanity kind of color. <laughs> you're making the Cronenberg army. That's what you're doing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Very good. Right. Very horrifying. Yeah, it's, it's super horrifying. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah but once in a while, I look at what I'm doing <laughs> and it scares me. It's like, I don't. Mm. Yeah, what, what have I what done? Did, what, what got me here? What, what got I, me to this? <laughs> what in my life got me here? Painting this. The June bug, that's the answer. Um, well, the June, yeah, that, that clearly was. That clearly was. Um, but I'm very happy with the results. Very happy with the results. So I've got um, nine gene sealers done. And then the aberrants I did the same thing with. And so um, the aberrants went from blue to this weird fleshy colored. Um, and so they're they're partially done. The gene sealers are mostly done. I, for, I, I miss one gene sealer. I have to catch up on that. Yeah. And then I'm probably going to do the patriarch and the kelomorph next. Huh. Yeah. So sort of order of, in, in order of importance. Order. Uh, yes. 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 Well, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get, get to, into that. We'll get into that later we'll on into, that. into our, in our battle report. Uh, and the other thing I've been actually been working on are the uh, thousand sun terminators. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was honestly scared, not scared, but I was daunted. Yeah. Daunted by the uh, monumental task of, of painting those guys. Very detailed models. Super detailed models. The kind of models where I'm, I'm, I'm kind of nearsighted. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I use big magnifying um, ring lights to, to paint. Mm-hmm. But that even that doesn't work for these guys. For these guys, I literally have to take off my glasses and hold them up close to my eyes <laughs> to to just get the detailed work I want. Yeah. So I'm like literally holding them up like two inches from my face. I'm, I'm reminded of that. Like remember that like that guy repaired. Yeah. Dolls in Toy Story. Yes, Toy yes, Story and too. he has like the the. Yes. I remember he has like those spectacles of like the little like adjusting with the, like, with the lenses. lenses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah. that guy. You're that and guy, I'm, and I'm being the Thousand Sun Terminator. <laughs> and you have to like tongue out a little bit. Yeah, like, I have my tongue out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know one one of my one of my tricks when I when I'm painting very close details is I don't breathe. I'm like a sniper. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah I gotta just, and I hold still, my breath, exactly, and, and I stop my heart, <laughs> <laughs> and then I paint the details, but yeah, I feel like I'm about to take a shot, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like, I can't miss this can't, shot, can't miss it, yeah, right, if you go outside the line, uh, oh, no, so, so they've been daunting, but I've made great progress, they're not quite done, because there's five of them, um, they're not quite done, but I've, I've finished mostly uh, like three of them and there's two left to do and then I just have to base them. But uh, they're they're just spectacular looking models. They're, they're, yeah, once okay. once you sort of like put them down and look at them on the on the battlefield, they look fantastic because all that detail does look really great. It does pay off. Yeah. I, we, we have a completed Thousand Suns um, Marine sort of unit of 10, 10 Marines. 10 Marines and the uh, Sorcerer. The... And the one of the Sorcerers, yeah. Yeah. The one on the disc, the one on the, disc, on the flying on the disc. disc, flying around with his staff, and 
Yeah. Just, yeah, that's his death. So the Terminators will be good. And I've got, and then after the Terminators are done, I'll probably work on another Sorcerer. And I, um, I don't know. I don't know what else I should do next on the Thousand Sons. But I, we haven't played them in a while, and I want to play them. Yeah, they should be. Yeah, I'm curious to see how they're, uh, they perform. Yeah. Uh, against certain armies. Yeah, me too. That shall not be named. Right. <laughs> the Tau. <laughs> no, we've actually had that army. We've had, we, we had that. We had that battle. Was that in the, that was in this edition, right? Yes. 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 Spoiler, the Tau one. That's the big, it's not really much, I mean, it's a spoiler for like a past episode. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, so that that's basically my hobby progress. I bought one broadside and working on Gene Sitter Cult and Thousand Sons. But uh-huh. um, I'm glad to be back at painting. Yeah. Yeah, I was doing a lot of traveling before. You're doing a lot of traveling. Yeah. Some synth stuff. Some some music stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, but mostly I think it was a travel that was disruptive. Yeah. Because I was, was, tra- I was traveling like big every period couple of, time of weeks. Where it was just like, it was constant. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. And, now, and now I've actually had like two, three months of not traveling, which yeah. has allowed me to do more painting. It's going to settle. Things have settled down now. Right. Which is another reason why we haven't been recording that much. Yes. Because of all the travel that been, I was it's doing. It's just been scheduling issues. Went to, went to freaking China this year. Um, you did. Yeah. So, um, so there's, that's hobby progress. Yep. Yep. Um, have the new iron hands codex supplement on order. Mm-hmm. It should be arriving mm-hmm. sometime very, very soon. Very excited. We do have the new space Marines codex. Yeah. Um, we'll have to get into that until a later episode and do a deep dive into that. Yeah. Um, because the thing that the game needed more of was more better Space Marine Yes. Then <laughs> we need, we always we need, need more Space Marine stuff. We need better Space Marine better stuff. Better Space Marine rules. All Space Marines all the time. Well, if they don't sell and, well enough, and uh, because people are buying other armies, then obviously GW needs to make them stronger so that they will sell more Space Marines. Because that's the, that's the one that's having, been having the most trouble yeah. of, out of all the armies. Space I, I think, well, I think, I think they haven't been as competitive in the, uh, in the tournament circuit. So I think that's why um, we suddenly saw some new rules for them. Oh yeah, okay. Or well, maybe who knows? All right. Maybe that's cynical me talking. That's cynical you talking. Uh, but but the look, I I love me some Iron Hands. I love the backstory. Yeah. I I love their whole emo. We 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 never got over Ferris Manus's death kind of a thing. Yeah, they're they're emo, but they're not super. They're not like Raven Guard. Uh, <laughs> no, they're not quite. <laughs> no, they're it, not. It's like. Mass and steely cold, like mm, right. But I think they're torn between losing all all emotions and becoming these machine like you know logic driven things. Yeah, and also like maintaining maintaining some level of emotion of humanity, like a middle ground between like uh, Adeptus Mechanicus. It's the story and- of Pinocchio and the Tin Woodman, really. <laughs> These are the little boys that want to turn into into you know wooden boys that turn into or middle boys want to turn into men. I uh, okay yeah they're or all Pino- we're all Pinocchio they're all Pinocchio <laughs> they're all Pinocchio. Um, I'm a real boy I'm a real boy I'm a real. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining a horde of iron hands running across the field screaming a I'm a real boy. boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's not grimdark at all. Uh, very, uh, Actually, that's very grimdark. That's very grimdark. That's very. <laughs> <laughs> that's really creepy. I would, I would be like, what, what the hell? <laughs> Turn around. Run. <laughs> <laughs> what the 
<laughs> Giant dreadnought. <laughs> I'm a real Yeah. Okay. All right. So, Codex <laughs> Supplement coming soon. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, uh, yeah, I I I'm, I love dreadnoughts, you yeah. know, uh, and so I think the the new Iron Hands rules make them super super tough, and super, super resilient. Super resilient, yeah, yeah. Oh, I I think I think like like you have to double the amount of wounds in order to sort of you know go down their their um, reduction table. Oh, okay. you have to treat as if you know like they've got double the amount of wounds in order that they have yeah, something. So it's going to be really hard to sort of take them down. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Plus they have their you know six up feel no pain kind of a thing. Sure. Their usual sort of. Yeah. yeah. So they got they got some improvements in the new Space Marine Codex, and right. I think there's a few other things and lore things in the uh, in the supplement, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. Get it. I like the new Pharaohs, uh, the new uh, sort of Iron Master guy. The semi new. I think his name is Pharaohs. Yeah, he looks, he's like a very kind of ornate looking, he looks like, he looks like a fancier tech marine, but I like it. He, he, exactly. He looks like a very fancy um, tech marine. Um, let's see what the description is. No living iron hand can recall a time when feral sardonic tones that did not grace the Iron Council. <laughs> <laughs> His sardonic to- okay. So, yeah. Uh, nor does any remember another wielding the axe harrow hand during their right of severance, the lopping of the left hand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. You guys are messed up. All right. Um, so that an augmented fist may take its place in the moment in which the recruit truly becomes an iron I hand. about that. But they do do those yeah. little, yeah, ritual. You want like, in our gang? <laughs> <laughs> Here's what you gotta do. Yeah, chop off your hand. Yeah. The whole thing. Armed with the unique right. range weapon Gorgon's Wrath, Iron Father mm-hmm. Pharaohs can blast apart enemies at range or cut them to pieces in combat with a devastating weapon Harrow Hand. Pharos is a beautiful centerpiece for your Iron Hands army, covered as he is with the masterwork bionics so beloved of the Sons of Medusa. He's not inexpensive. He's $40 U.S. Yeah, of course he is. Right, $40? Wow. So, like, independent characters were coming in at like 35 bucks, and now suddenly he's 40 bucks. He's 40 bucks. Yeah. I mean, he's an awesome looking... He, he, looks, he looks cool, but... Uh, he looks super cool. Uh, you know, no, that's GW for you. Yeah. They've mm-hmm. changed their face. They haven't changed their pricing. Yeah, they haven't changed their pricing models, uh, but it looks fantastic. I'm probably going to get them at some point, but let's yeah. just see what the rules coming at. Uh, the other supplement that's coming in that I'm a little interested in is I, uh, the Raven Guard. Raven Guard, yeah. The Raven Guard Codex Supplement. Um, I've got some Raven Guard sniper models that yeah. I got from Forge World, and those are beautiful those and are awesome. Those are 30K stuff, right? That's 30K stuff, but yeah. um, clearly I've got like a strike team that uses, has like these really cool looking metal wings. Yeah. And they all are armed with lightning claws. Yeah. They, they just look completely look really badass. Cool. They really look good. And then I've got some Raven Guard snipers that look amazing. Maybe you could use them as, I mean, uh, the Primaris Eliminators are becoming a thing. Maybe you could sub them out. Of course. Yeah, depending on the size of the model, I think. Of course. I, I, I love those, the Raven Guard um, snipers. I'm just saying they're on loan. They're on loan oh, from they're Raven on loan. Guard. Uh, uh, there's a new 
Raven Guard yeah. model. Yeah, Kaven Shrike. Kaven Shrike. Not, not so, not so crazy like, about like this it. one. Well, just given the helm, like, like I'm sure they have the helmeted uh, version. I think that's going to look like a million times better. Yeah. If they don't have the helmeted version, I don't know what they're thinking. How would you describe uh, this uh, the non-helmeted <laughs> head on this guy? <laughs> I mean, it's. I mean, it kind of speaks for itself, but it's like, um, like a big fan of like My Chemical Romance or something. Yeah. Uh, got his anime anime um, boy hair. It's just like it's just covering the the covering the one eye thing. It's like come, I know. Listen, I'm, I'm listen. so emo. Like everyone, like everyone knows the like the Raven Guard attitude. That's fine. You don't have to do that. Right. You don't. Yeah. Come, come on. <laughs> you don't have to be so obvious. It's like we get it. We know. We know. Emo. We know you're emo. You're it's Raven Guard. You're Raven. It's kind of uh, quiet. Yeah. It's implied. Yeah. There's a new. Oh, I didn't even. Wait, wait. I didn't even notice. He has like little like. <laughs> he has the like look at look at his feet. Look at his I, feet. I know he's got like these little raven claw little claw things. That are, like, what? Sp- they're like 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 spurs, but they're like little claws. <laughs> but but like I, little baby claws. In what Okay. But he's not even like using them. It's like it's like they're like just kind of floating there they're, on the You know what? They're they're to hang upside down. <laughs> <laughs> they're like you can you can use them to hang upside down from bars. Oh my pretend God. you're a bat. I am the knight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I just noticed that too. That's weird. Yeah, it's a little, yeah. A little much. Yeah. All right. That makes no sense. I don't know. This is illogical. This is not my... This is not realistic. This is not realistic. It's like um, combat gear. Yeah. This, uh, another more realistic model is another uh, Primaris lieutenant. Another, another, <laughs> another one. Another lieutenant. This one is uh, in Phobos armor. He, he looks super cool. You know, I like... Looks, I like. He's, he looks like a super reaver. It looks alright. Yeah, it looks good. Lots it looks of good. lots of yeah, lots of dynamic you, models running around. Aren't if you there? are completist, then here's another lieutenant for you to another. How many lieutenants do they got? All of them. It's just yeah. no. There'll be more. <laughs> there'll be more. <laughs> so many lieutenants. Sure. Um, other new releases are going to be a Raven Guard and then Iron Hands upgrade kits. Uh, with the Raven Guard, you get some beaky faces. You get more emo heads. Literally, mm-hmm. just a whole bunch of yeah. Em- they do emo, what they're emo doing. Heads. They're they're making the hair standard. I know the the, the cover it the looks, one eye thing. It looks odd, but it's like some I know of them don't it's, even it's do like it. early nine inch nails. Yeah, know? it's like Trent Reznor. It's like Trent Reznor before he looked like <laughs> before he was like normally like cool, normal, like, like a normal, yeah, cool. like a normal cool, as opposed to like yeah, early. Trent I think Reznor. he, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was wearing like what was he wearing? Fringe or not fringe? He wasn't like it was like um, fishnet, fishnet, like yeah, arm, exactly, like, like yeah, uh, right. It's like okay, yeah, it's like that version of Trent. Yeah, Reznor. no, that's the new Raven Guard. Uh, the Iron Hands upgrade kit looks pretty good. They all look like uh, like Borg kind of uh, heads. Yeah, like half 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 Terminator, mad, half, half machine. Human. Yeah, yeah yes. exactly. A lot of iron, literally Iron Hands, and uh, yeah, yeah that's the whole thing. Yeah, and legs. Yeah, and yeah. Some stickers to come with them. That's good. Yeah, stickers mm-hmm. are good. <laughs> Got a lot of the stickers. Yeah, stickers are good. Stickers. Um, and the these upgrade upgrade kits are twenty five dollars. Which, you know, fine. G-W. Yeah. Love That's it. good. Love it. Yeah. Iron Hand Supplement comes, I think, probably next week. So, All right. Well, I, I've been waiting to play Iron Hands. I have not purposely been playing Iron Hands until to the Codex. Until the Codex. So that we have something to talk about. But, yep. There you go. Uh, on to our main topic. So this week. Yeah. It was announced. Yeah. That Games Workshop. Yeah. Was partnering with Marvel mm-hmm. for a 
40K based series of comic books, mm-hmm. which is completely game changing. It's pretty large because uh, yes. before this, they've done like the most they've done is like uh, in regards to comics has been uh, what like a few like published fruit black library or like like these small like graphic novel things. I think I have one of them. Um, but this is like and now we're in talks for like a series, like a series yeah. that's going to be from a major comic publication uh, that could lead to other things. I, you know, there's been these. Uh, yeah, the short form series by independent comic publishers, and the artwork and storylines have felt like yeah, like independent comics. Yeah, <laughs> not not great. No, it's right, been... like like not great. And so they just ha- it hasn't worked. But I, I think once you open the floodgates with Marvel artists and then Marvel writers in conjunction with Games Workshop and Game Workshop approved writers. Mm you're going to get something fantastic. That's my hope. That's, yeah. Oh, I mean, or maybe something watered down. <laughs> we'll <laughs> like, have to see. Right. Something that becomes sort of, you know, loses its grim darkness so that it can compete in, in comic book stores. But I don't think so. I, I think, no, I think they're, they're going to stick to um, the grim dark yeah. and just, you know, have a much bigger platform, but it isn't even the comic books that I think is the game changer here. Mm-hmm. I come from background in Hollywood. Yes. Okay. I've done Hollywood things. Yes. And so I know how these deals work. So I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. that built into the deal is not only a, a publishing license mm-hmm. for Marvel, but I'm sure there's some sort of an option for Marvel to elect to develop other media properties based on the Warhammer universe, mm-hmm. like like films like f- and TV shows. Ooh, there's exactly. the, that's the dream. And, and so suddenly you have Marvel slash Disney financing behind, you know, Warhammer, you know, stories. Yes. And that's fantastic because now you've got the possibility of, of the Warhammer cinematic universe, (laughs) right? (laughs) Produced by Kevin Feige and all the folks from, from Marvel, (laughs) uh, telling, you know, like the Horus heresy in a a trilogy or a nine film series or whatever. Or, or you've got, you know, a Warhammer series for, you know, their Disney plus. It would, it would work probably better as a series, just story wise. Right. Uh, in regards to production, um, the film funding might be better because it's larger. Um, yes. Now, there's already a, 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 I think an inquisition or some, there's some sort of Warhammer series already in, in development. In the works. Yeah. In the works. And I think it's for Netflix. I'm thinking. Okay. Maybe, or maybe Amazon prime. I, I forget. I have to look that up. It's, yeah. It's going to be tough. Cause it's going to, going to have to look, cool and that's going to be difficult because a lot of the stuff looks pretty like some of the stuff doesn't translate well to be right. frank um some of it like when you see it like there are certain things you can get away with in like a comic medium or in a model medium that look really cool and then once you transfer them to real life and real actors it looks suddenly really goofy yeah and you're like not a, like, like, like a, sure why it's like a john blanche kind of tableau like you like you yeah. it's gonna look cool in an epic painting you know yes. kind of weirdly you know, drawn, but you have those same weird kind of characters and you try to make costumes for them or try to, you know, make yeah. them in live action versions of them. And they're going to look goofy. Suddenly they look goofy. They could, they could look good. Or they could look really weird and cool. They, I mean, they, I mean yeah. I see, but I think if you got There's the financing, way. if you've got a, a, a huge budget, yeah, because you have Marvel or you have Disney financing that, they'll take the extra time to create the thing that looks true to its source and look cool. Or, 
put it in the hands of a director who takes it in any kind of a new, cooler direction, right? But if you give it to an independent production company that you know has a limited budget, it's not going to look so yeah, great. It's going to look, gonna look, look like a made-for-YouTube special kind of a thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the hope... I mean, the the big thing is, is it going to be like, can you market this to a, a bigger mainstream audience? Because that's the sort of thing that would get funding ultimately. I think so. the sales of the comic books yeah. will help determine whether or not we're going to see Marvel based, you know, uh, TV, TV shows or films. Yeah. How niche is this thing? Is it just going to stay within the sort of uh, milieu of like the established fan base? Uh, where it's just going to be like, oh, Warhammer fans already know we're going to buy this comic book, but uh, right. and then they'll be in sort of a niche fan base who will just kind of buy that comic regularly, and that's going to be the But audience. if it does healthy sales or, you know... Yeah. If it, it does bigger sales than they expect or something, maybe... Or something, yeah, exactly. Then they're going to go, look, we've got the, we have the, op- the ability to tap into this giant intellectual property library yeah. of 35 years of stories. Yeah with an international fan base, mm. right? That is pretty rabid about the the stories and the characters and the, you know, the plot lines in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And we'll just go to them because did, did game of Thrones have that international, you know, audience? There were some of the books that were top 10 New York Times bestsellers. Were, yeah. Were they bestsellers? Like, I think they, some of them were. were. Some of them were? Yeah. Okay. I think some of them. So there was, it was a fan base and it was a pretty it big, a pretty fan, big base. fan base. Has, has the, I mean, I don't know what kind of numbers like Horace Heresy or some of the, I, you know what? I know some of the books have gotten into the top 10 in the past. Okay. Okay. So I think they have, yeah, from a book perspective, they've done well. A few of them. I think it's been a long time since, yeah. since they've seen, you know, real heavy sales apart yeah. from the, the, you know, fan base the existing fan base yeah so um but look i think the name recognition is there and a lot of people know warhammer because of the dawn of war games yeah that's true right um, so there's a lot of video lot. game fans that are going to go like game. oh yeah it's going to yeah. be ba- it's based on those on the on that video game yeah if you generally yeah i think <laughs> i think you, if you generally kind of run around in like nerd circles for long enough you kind of just encounter it at some point yeah just like even if you're like if it's just like a passing thing it's like it's mentioned at the very least uh so yeah, I don't think name recognition will be too much of a problem. No. So I I I I'm I'm thinking this is going to be like a big game changer for um the Warhammer universe, and we're all going to be able to claim that you know we saw yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're making we were, the hard prediction now. Yeah. Nine film series, <laughs> hundreds like hundreds of millions of dollars, billion right. dollars right. budget. Uh, <laughs> right. Now, some people are, there's already YouTube videos. Um, like here's one, here's the title of one (laughs) games workshop and Marvel to make 40 K comics. Yeah. Panic now. Uh, what? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, well, there's, you know, there's going to be people that go like, Oh, this is the worst thing in the world. This is the worst thing in the world. They're going to make everything, you know, water it down. It's going to be horrible. Will they? I don't know. If they do, then then I well, then I start complaining. It's but a YouTube, they, it's a they, YouTube yeah. video based on trying to clickbait, right? Yeah, just trying to say, yeah. you know, you got to watch this because I know I, that I know I don't get that sort of like prescriptive like. Oh, there's but that's how that's outrage. the YouTube that's the YouTube model. I know, I know it's a YouTube. It's, you know, it's just dumb. It's just dumb. You do a, a snapshot of the of some guy's face looking all grim. Like, oh, oh, like oh, disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't get right. it. Yeah. I never understood that that the that the image for a YouTube video is somebody's well, look just face so... looking looking dumb or 
shocked or disappointed. Well, no, that's, that's just creating an instant, like, oh, uh, this is the emotion uh, that I expect to feel during this video. Yeah. Uh, the easy marketing thing. I just don't get, I just get why people get so wrapped up in these very kind of, uh, this nerd, I like, I, I will, I like, I love 40K. 40K is great. Yeah. Um, it, it, if there is a bad comic book adaptation of it, it is not the end of the world. It is really not the correct. End of the world. We still have everything else. We still have everything else. I still it's enjoy. Just adds it. one if more it's thing. Like, oh, it's like, oh, okay. I mean, that stinks. Yeah. So hopefully they'll stop that at some point. Um, it, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna die because of it. The fan. The fan base is not gonna die because of it. It's not the the end of 40k as we know it or whatever. Right. Uh, it's. It, it just. It is what it is. Right. The comic first comics from the collaboration are due in autumn of 2020. Okay. And what they said that uh, that's all they can share for right now. Like there's no more details we can share right now. Parentheses. We like to imagine that even as we write Mm -hmm. super cool clandestine meetings are being conducted in a hidden lair somewhere. But rest assured, as soon as there's more information, we'll be bringing it to you right here. This is from the Warhammer community announcement I'm, I'm, i'll be curious to see who they focus on because it's gonna be it's gonna I, be I know, I know i mean it's gonna be probably imperium i guess well imperium some someone in the imperium some aspect of the imperium because it's always <laughs> got to be the imperium right um right. but uh are you gonna do like an inquisition sort of thing are they gonna i don't know who, who are who are the tau uh, uh allies the Where's bird people the, <laughs> the crude <laughs> The Crute? It's going to be based on the Crute. I think, I think they're... <laughs> they it's going to be based on the Crute. Cannibals, I think? Something? Yeah, it's gonna, the whole first episode is only the strongest chicken survives. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, pretty I mean, look, it, I think it should be based on, on yeah, that's, the Imperium that's and the, the natural, whole horse. That's the natural access point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably. But who knows? What, what are we? We're, we're just a couple of podcasters. We're, just couple, we're not. We're maybe not. maybe it'll go we'll in a crazy direction. We yeah. The life, the life of a, uh, I don't know, gene stealer. <laughs> just stole. <laughs> it's a character study. It's a character of st- a guy who joins the gene stealer cult. Uh, no, 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 no. The gene stealer. Oh, the gene stealer. The gene stealer. Oh, wow. So there's no dialogue. There's no dialogue. It's pure, <laughs> just pure visual storytelling. Oh God. Oh boy. All right. Good stuff. Okay. Um, well, anyway, I think it's a game changer. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this, and I think it's a good thing. It's a positive thing. If anyone is complaining, yeah. then you're just wrong. I'll wait to see if it's a positive. I mean, it, it, I mean, I'm not, I'm neutral on it for now. And if it turns into something, it has a potential to turn, turn into something great. Yeah. Um, and also has a potential to be nothing or to be sort of irritating. I, yeah, it could be another just like kind of watered down series that yeah. tells a story that's not that important and that we don't care about. Yeah, and that no one really looks at it except the niche fan base. And right. it's like, yeah, but we'll be reading those comic books and then we'll, we'll see. Our we'll impression. see. I don't know. Yeah. So, so up in the air right now. Before we uh, move into the battle report, this is right before the Joker comes out. <laughs> so oh, we're uh, we'll excited to see how that turns out. Very, very interested to see how that turns out. Talk about a character study. Characters. I mean, here I hear Joaquin's great. That's that's what I always that's I generally heard Joaquin's great uh, story is good to okay uh, i don't care I, i'll see it no i'll see yeah, it because i'm I, i'm too curious because it's such a strange movie i like it's just such a weird thing to happen i have i have pretty high expectations and i don't want to but i i, I kind of do you kind of have high expectations? this feels nolan-esque it's not but i know it feels like I, like it's sort of like it, 
closer to that than the, uh, you know, Justice League side of the DC universe from Warner. I'm going to go into it expecting it to be kind of dumb, but I'm expecting a good, something good out of Joaquin, uh, mm. and I'm expecting at least for it to be well made. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go to it for like serious. Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna go to it like I would for like Taxi Driver, King of Comedy, which is always the movies brought up as the inspirations, right? Because um, those are Scorsese, and those were like you had De Niro doing like some like groundbreak, great performances, really smart script. I'm not expecting su- something super intelligent. I'm just expecting at least to be entertained. All right. Well, that's a good good bar to have. Mine's a little higher than that. Okay. Mine's a little higher than that, but we'll see. We'll see. I went into Ad Astra with mediocre expectations and walked away thinking it was a good movie, but not great. That's that's what I thought. Yeah, I was good movie, good production design, good could, act, good acting. I saw there was like a great movie in there somewhere. Great space uniforms. Just some, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, the great great action sequence on the moon. Yeah, no, every Super it was cool. really well made. Uh, great cinematography, a lot of great set pieces. Um, a story we had seen many times. A time before. story we had seen before. I'm fine with that. I'm always because we because like we're, we're we're always recycling stories ultimately. Yeah, sure. It, all the time. All sure. the, like how many times have we done the hero's journey? Sure. My God. Um. So I'm fine. I'm fine with them reiterating the same structure with a different sort of angle on it. That's like the whole dad thing was interesting to me. Mm-hmm. But um, I just the 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 voiceover was. Not for me. I cannot I, do the voiceover. I, no, I didn't have a problem with it. I, I didn't have a problem the, with the voiceover. That, that was my biggest. You know, thing. I found the movie a little slow at times. Really, I that was not at all my problem. I I know no, that that was one, and then mostly I knew kind of where it was going, and yeah. it did not disappoint. It went exactly yeah, where it. we thought it was going to go. Yeah, I. So it was. Uh, so to me, I was like, ah, it could have just done something, given it something at the end to like. You know, there was a whole, yeah, there shake was, it, shake it up a bit, and and I didn't feel like that I, could happen. I wish there was more of a sense of ambiguity at at the end. Sure, yeah, um, same, same. I wish they had same. left certain questions unanswered. No, but they and, answered them, and then, well, then, and then that, they closed the book. And they answered the closed the book. And that's my problem with the with the voiceover because it was doing the same thing where it was just telling <clears> you exactly <throat> what he was feeling. And I was like, you have like a great like Brad Pitt's clearly putting in a great performance there. Mm-hmm. Let it speak for itself. You don't need the the constant like pontificating over how he's feeling and how everything's affecting him. We can read into that. We're not we're not idiots. It's like it's like it's right. like the, the moments. I, I I get it. I think some moments of introspective yeah. silence would have I think worked better. But I think there was the movie was a little slow anyway, so it probably could have worked against it. I no, I'm like I don't think it was that slow. I, I, I that's I, I was really confused that that like that people thought it was that slow. I didn't feel slow to me at all. Yeah, it felt slow to me. It didn't feel that slow. No. And I and I love documentaries. <laughs> Why? <is> this? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's right. take a little break, and when we, when we come back, we're going to talk about our battle report, which pitted the Gene Sear cult against those gutty little blood angels. When we return. <laughs> Decided to play Gene Steelers versus Blood Angels. Mm-hmm. We let fate decide, and fate has chose that we play the open war cards again. 
we, you know, we keep doing that. I mean, it's great because the great. open world cards are great. Um, and, and, and for those of you who have listened before, how we decide to always play the game, we always, you know, we roll a die. Yep. And one to two, it's eternal war. Three mm-hmm. to four, it's a tactical objectives. Yep. And five and six, it's open war. And it, it's open war this time. And it's it, open war. It's so much fun. And to make it even more random, yep. you have um, you have a collection of cards in open war. You have your yeah, objective, yeah. your deployment, you have the ruse, you've got um, a twist. We decided to roll a dice um, for, oh, each, yeah. for, for each. So we, we scrambled up the cards and then we roll the dice and then we counted out that many cards in that particular category. And then that was the card that we would use. Like for deployment, we got like this sort of like pointed half triangle i mean i mean it's like it's like shuffling with an extra with an extra random much. step with an extra step you mean much. it's super random it doesn't really add that much randomness no it's the same it's yeah, the same it, it, yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> so our deployment was basically two two triangles meeting in the middle yes right um the objective was called invasion yes we set up was. two two objective markers you set up your own objective marker and your opponent sets up their own. In their deployment zone. Yeah. In their deployment zone. And whoever controls both, both. deployment, uh, both objectives, yep. at the end of the opponent's turn, turn um, wins. Yeah. So it gives the opponent a chance to get it back. Yeah. Right? Um, like a lot of the open war missions, there was no turn limit. No turn limit. Now that's I. I think that's almost a mistake. Is it? I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. almost a mistake because this game can go on forever. But it was. But it's like there's no point system. So how do you determine like if if it goes if it just that's like, true ends then that, it's like is it a tie that that the, yeah I guess I guess so you're right if it was if it ended at like turn five then I guess it would it would lead to more like yeah more questions. often yeah more often than not it would just be like tie tie yeah, tie tie just like the joker movie it would end with more questions than right. <laughs> i don't know Wait, does, I don't does know. it i don't we know seen i haven't it. seen Why it are we talking about? i don't know i'm just making stuff up joaquin now. um all right I'm making stuff up okay so that was the that was the mission uh we played 75 power level yes yeah we're not we're not competitive guys so we're not really doing points so much we're not now. doing points so much it's, easier we're we're, we're, power level. we're very simple we're simple full. here's my blood angels list i'll give you my blood angels list and yeah. you can tell us yours so i went with the smash captain which is a classic a, a captain he had the gift of foresight which basically gives him a five a five up feel no pain mm-hmm. i also spent a, a command point to give him the black rage so yeah. now so he was guaranteed a five and he gave him an extra attack on the charge, um, which is a good use of a command point. His relic was the angel's wing, which allows him to reroll charges and he can't be overwatched. Mm-hmm. And then I gave him a thunder hammer and a storm shield. So he does a lot of damage. Yes. He's, re- he's got three up in bone save and uh, he has a feeling of pain on a five or six. Yep. And, he, and he has six attacks on, on the charge. Oh, he's, uh, the two. oh it's crazy. It's he's crazy. Yeah, and he only cost 124 points or six power level, which is nuts. Yeah, I mean for the yeah, sort he's, of he's a bargain. Little. Yeah, my uh, my second HQ was a tech marine, Kami uh, right. Melta, a power axe, and a servo arm. My three troops were a scout squad, all with uh, sniper rifles and camo cloaks. I had one tactical squad that had a last cannon, and I had another tactical squad that had a heavy bolter. Mm-hmm. My elites were a Furioso Dreadnought. Yes. I had just, I just had not played Furioso Dreadnoughts in. I hadn't seen them in like, a while. Like two years. Yeah. 
And I thought, oh, it's time for this guy to see the battlefield. I, I kind of just put him in there because I hadn't played with him in a long time. Yeah. Um, and he he was equipped with a frag cannon and a heavy flamer. Then I had the sanguinary guard and then a combination of incarmine in swords and incarmine axes. Mm-hmm. I had an inceptor squad. Those are the floating Teletubby guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With their assault bolters. Mm-hmm. So I had a one. I had a three man squad of those. I had a ball predator that mm-hmm. I was uh, equipped with a hundred killer missile, a storm bolter, the twin assault cannon, and two heavy bolters. And then finally, a storm raven gunship that had two storm strike missiles, two tw- uh, sorry, a twin assault cannon, two heavy bolters, and two hurricane bolters. That thing was just a flying DACA machine because I expected yes. a ton of cultists and neophyte guys and gene sealers running all over the battlefield. Big old right? swarm. So that was, that was my list. And that came in at 74 power level. That's where 74. Yes. 74. 74. I had a 75 point power level, uh, list I included the, uh, Echoite icon ward patriarch as the war ward with two familiars, uh, he had the biomorph adaptation, which gave him extra strength and an extra attack. He had the mental onslaught, uh, power, uh, which if you don't know, is basically the, um, brain, cha- like the psychic challenge in which your, the, in which the patriarch's leadership, uh, and a dice roll is pitted against an, a, a, uh, target's leadership and a dice roll. Um, and whosoever values is higher, like determines the winner and if the patriarch wins a mortal wound is dealt and you keep playing and if the other guy wins you st- uh, no mortal wounds are dealt and you stop the game right good clean uh fun <laughs> good clean psychic fun good clean psychic fun from the patriarch from the patriarch i challenge you to a mental duel uh, he also had might from beyond which is like a, it's a buff thing for uh, strength and uh attacks on uh, whoever You'd use them on, like, gene stealers or whatnot. I had a Primus. I had two, three squads of neophyte hybrids. Uh, two of them with two mining lasers and two grenade launchers, and one of them uh, with two flamers. I had one squad of uh, aberrants with the heavy power hammers. I had one Clamavis, uh, the boombox man, who has a nice little bubble of uh, no deep strike, 12-inch bubble, no deep strike around him. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the uh, Kellermorph, who I had given the Oppressor's Bane, which is an extra special pistol um, that allows him, that gives him an extra shot and I think uh, extra AP. I had 10 Pure Strain Gene Stealers, one squad of Adel and Jackals, which are the um, biker, the biker gang, biker underground minor gang. Yeah. biker gang with like four regular bikes and uh, one quad a vehicle with a well the wolf quad with uh an adeline incinerator i had two two colt lehman russes on the great one of the great things about gene Sir colts is having uh access to imperial guard heavy weaponry it's great two colt lehman russes with two multi-melters battle cannon uh 100 killer missile as cannon and one goliath truck Twin auto cannons and heavy stubber demolition charges, replacing the not particularly useful sniper assassin, the Sanctus, the Sanctus, Sanctus, yeah. Sanctus, 
Ooh, snipers. So what? I know. Yeah. Side note on snipers. Side note on snipers. Um, snipers suck in they 40k. Do. I mean, there's like they do. Right. They have normal space marine or sniper skills, except for like a vindicare or assassin. Which yeah, some of them get like super points for. Like, like Saintes has like two up, I think. Okay, well that's good. Well, like marine scout snipers have their normal three up. Yeah, and which is not you know it's the same as any space marine. But it's like one shot. Yeah, one shot. Strength four. Strength four. Right. Or it's it's some, it, it has extra range and yeah. you can pick off characters. But it just one wound at a time. It's ridiculous. I know it's just ridiculous. So if if you if you either auto hit or yeah. increase the wound potential, even like Vindicare's like they're two up, two up, whatever. Yeah, it's like just it's you're still just doing one wound, one at, wound, wound at or a maybe time. like yeah, if it was like D six wounds or something crazy, right? Uh, or six wounds, or even D three wounds. You know, would, D3 would help. Wounds. Yeah, even D three wounds. Would, I think would, some of them are, but even it just it just that that little element of like. Because I, I, I have not had. We notice a lot of ones. Uh, it's just weird. It's just like <laughs> we haven't had good luck with snipers. We haven't had good luck with snipers, no. and uh, I choose yeah. them. I choose scout snipers because they're cheap. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I can understand like as an objective holder. Yeah, exactly. I I should probably do like um um equip them with like assault, you know, uh, shotguns. Yeah, shotguns. And or, can they, go, can go they have bolters? Objectives. Just like bolters. Yeah, normal great. bolters probably. Bolters would be good. Yeah. I mean, then I mean they're, they're only they're only suffer from less less armor. Yeah, then four so, up armor versus three up. But the, and even then, with the camel cloaks, for the most part, they can be a cover. So unless your opponent gets into uh, close combat range, yeah, you're true. gonna pretty much have the same effect, and it's gonna be good. Yeah. So anyway, that's our little side thing on snipers. Fix them, GW. Fix them, please. Maybe the Iron Hands fix them. What? No, I won't. Maybe Raven Guard might. Yeah, they, 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 nah, probably not. Yeah, probably not. In in our open war cards, it, the twist was the twist. Okay, so the twist was. Well, wait, wait, no, 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 tell them, tell them the root. Tell them your. Oh yeah, uh, so so the ruse. So if you if you have a lesser power level than your opponent, then you get to draw a ruse card, which yeah. is like an extra little bonus for you for yeah. having a slightly weaker army. And so mine was mm-hmm. you always pass your army always passes morale tests. Not amazing for the... Not amazing uh, for, for Space Marines. For Space Marines. It'd be great if it was like Imperial Guard yeah, or yeah, Tau or yeah, something. Yeah. But no. I mean, it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. fine. Whatever. And then we got to the twist, which is a, always the twist in the game. Always and the twist was, this is a grudge match. No morale tests. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I finally get the ruse. Uh, and yep. uh, it's completely useless. All right. I can't even... Uh, boy. Okay, so we uh, we we rolled off for table sides. Um, mm-hmm. I won. I got to pick uh, table sides that had slightly elevation advantage, and then uh, we rolled off. And it turns out you got to go first. I failed to seize. Uh, yes, I did get to go first. All right. Uh, so tell us about your first turn one. My first turn one. Yeah. Um, consisted uh, of a fairly unremarkable movement phase. Uh, ran up uh, Goliath truck on my right side. Ran up some Adeline Jackals uh, up the center. They did some kind of ineffectual shooting. The real star of the first turn were the two Colt Lehman Russes, uh, who I had positioned on my left, facing down your Storm Raven, uh, who was just right across from me. Boy, oh boy, can those things dish out some damage. Yeah, and this think about the ridiculous scenario we're talking about. Yeah. Two Lehman Russes 
who start off as blips on the battlefield because of the Gene Steeler oh, yeah. tricksiness. It's, it's the best. It's the they kind of like burrow up out of the ground <laughs> and start shooting into the air huh. their battle cannons, and they're managing to hit yes. the supersonic flying Storm Raven yep. that's coming toward them. Yeah. Like direct hits. Direct hits on the incredibly fast Storm Raven. You know, maybe there's this... There's this there's on it, man. Well, the, the, what, the Gene Steeler, what was going the Gene Steeler on? Okay. Crew. So there was there was some there's some advantages to Lehman Russes. One, they have this this thing called grinding advance. Me. So if they don't move or move move less than half of their <laughs> movement range, then they get to fire their turn weapon twice. The turn weapon uh, in this case, you picked were battle cannons. Battle cannons, yeah. That's D six each time you fire that thing. Yeah, two D six shots. Yes, yeah, so that's that's two d six shots. That's forty six sh- shots coming at my storm raven. Yeah. Strength, strength eight, eight AP minus. I want to say three or two. One of those. Th- AP minus two. AP minus two. Yeah. Uh, d three damage each. Yeah, exactly. So that really? that's the firepower that was heading toward my storm raven. <laughs> In my storm raven was my dreadnought and my tech marine. Yep. My whole strategy was that I was going to fly in the storm raven close to you. Drop off the bad boy. Yeah. Right? Have a tech marine to follow him around and, and fix him. Yeah. Plus also dish out some damage with his Melta. Yeah, yeah. And he's no no slouch at combat. Yeah. Right? And then the, they were going to be my little dynamic duel, just causing, you know, havoc in your backfield. Sure. That was the plan. Mm-hmm. You ended up doing, I think, 12 points of damage. Yeah. Out of 14 wounds. You had 12, 12 yeah, wounds yeah, on, yeah, on yeah, my yeah. Storm Raven. In that round one. Yeah. they the, uh, Great rolling and the combination of just... Lehman Russes just have great firepower. They just have just really great, nice yeah, it's firepower. Great. It, it's, it's a real big advantage for the Gene Sitter cult to be yeah. able to have a command of those things. Yeah. Even at four up, it's just like wonderful. Yeah, it's um, a 50-50 shot. You're going to hit. Plus, you have so many shots. Yeah. It, it was a volume of fire all yeah, the time. Yeah. So that was... So you did some great rolls. Um, so I'm I'm immediately panicked, right? Yeah. You also managed to to put a couple of wounds on my on my ball predator with your Goliath truck. Yeah, a few like three, I'm gonna say. Yeah, something like that. So that was your your turn. I I would say that was a very strong first turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Okay, I I'd only put my my captain and my sanguinary guard in reserve. Mm-hmm. Everything else was on the field, and I I arrogantly it started off with the Storm Raven thinking there's no way he's going to hit it or at least do that much damage. And I wanted it on the field, like, right away so that it could just fly up and start, you know, dropping off its dreadnought load. But now I'm panicking. <laughs> now I'm panicking because it's uh, it's almost dead. Yeah. So I have to disembark my dreadnought yeah. way early on, like, near my, near my deployment line, mm-hmm. along with the tech marine. And I kept the tech marine close to the... Uh, um, the ball, um, sorry, the uh, storm raven, so that I could repair it. Yeah, right. I had it hovering, so it was it wasn't even moving at this point. Yeah, <laughs> it was just sitting there, static. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was still in range of the um, of the Adeline jackals, so it pointed its its yeah. all its guns, all its DACA, yeah, toward them and thinned them out. Thinned them out a bit, yeah. Thinned them out quite a bit. Um, the Space Marines uh, in a bunker, uh, along with the uh, the frag cannon from the Dreadnought. And the heavy flamer kind of helped clean them all out. So we ended up wiping out all the Adelan jackals in yep. that first round. A combined amount of firepower, I think, also killed your Goliath truck in that round. Yes. Yeah. Amount of so your yeah. So your Goliath truck 
dead. Your Adeline jackals are dead. Yes. Right. Um, but I still feel like I'm like I'm off to a, a, a terrible start. Sure. Because the Adeline jackals had, I mean, they, they had their that incinerator was nasty. Mm. I, I luckily made some rolls and it didn't do anything. But that thing is super nasty. So I wanted to, I wanted to get rid of that. But it's not, it's far from being your strongest, you know, no. piece on the table. No, that was they were like scouts. Yeah, they were like scouts, right? They were there to harass. Yeah, yeah, the frontline troops. Okay, so that was that was my my first turn. All right, okay, uh, second, turn two. Second turn. Some of the boys start arriving. Some of the boys, not all of the boys. I bring out some of the aberrants. The aberrants, Primus, and Acolyte Icon Ward show up. Primus and Icon Ward being there to give some nice buffs. Um, and I have them show up behind your uh, ball predator. I figure the tank, the tanks are going to clean up the Storm Raven. And I didn't want to put everyone down immediately. A big problem I had last time uh, was that I just dropped everyone in one big pile uh, to kill one thing, and then a good portion of them die. <laughs> right, because they just became a, a. I just had a multitude of targets. You had a multitude of targets. Right. Yeah, and that was and that was a, a mistake that kind of stuck with me. Right, and um, it, it wasn't strategic to just drop off. It's not. Yeah, the no, rest of your reserves. Yeah, yeah in no. one place at one. Especially time. since I know you got you have your own boys coming, and I want to be right. sure that they if, if if they do a significant tactical damage. flexibility. Yeah, you want to talk about this. Keep uh, keep some guys around just to see what happens. So aberrants show up. Storm Raven gets decked. Yeah, it gets gone, wiped out, destroyed. I put some wounds. I, I actually I do it with one. I finish it off with one Lehman Rust, and the other Lehman Rust is able to do some uh, damage to your uh, predator. Yeah, or not your predator. Um, your uh, dreadnought. My dreadnought. Your dreadnought. Um, I don't kill it, but I do some damage. Um, and when the aberrants show up, uh, they make successful charge, and they. Just destroy that poor old predator tank. Yeah, so my predator tank gets overrun by these freaks the with freaks power of, hammers, freaks of nature, muscle bound freaks, muscle bound, and so they take it down. I think I um I may have killed one in Overwatch or something. You did, yeah, you did. Yeah, one guy. You the, killed one the guy. All predator, in the all predator has, it shoots a lot of has a lot of firepower, uh, so it, it, I think it killed one of the aberrants. Killed one of the aberrants, but uh, yeah. did not fare well in the end. No, 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 it, it was destroyed. So that's your turn two. My turn two. All right, my my turn two. Well, first of all, I moved my dreadnought toward the aberrants. Yes. And then I I frag cannoned them and heavy flamed them. Mm-hmm. Right, and that that pretty much got it down to two aberrants. Yeah. Right, which I then charged. Yes, you did. And assaulted. You did. I killed one of the aberrants. You didn't kill one of the aberrants. <laughs> and then and the other cheeky little bastard. The other one with his. <laughs> With his, with his last swing, his <laughs> mighty swing of his hammer. Yeah. Uh, took down the dreadnought. Destroyed it. Destroyed the dreadnought, Finished which is always was shocking. It was it was a crazy result. It was a crazy result. I did not expect the dreadnought to be taken down by, by, by those one things, aberrant. Those, I thought for sure it was going to, to, to wipe out the aberrants. So times two strength at, what, strength five? Yeah. Uh, that's some damage. Yeah, that's that some was, damage. Yeah. Like D three, like D was it D six? Yep. Something crazy, some crazy amount of wounds. Yeah, I had two wounds left from the damage you had done to it before, so so it didn't last long. Yeah, it was enough. Uh, right, my my smash captain and my sanguinary guard uh, appear in your backfield. Yes, they do. So they immediately they rush toward um, one of your Lehman Russes, and just it already been wounded by a combination of last cannon fire. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I think some storm, a storm strike missile or something. Yeah, it, yeah, it, wounded yeah. Some, it. It, it was down to like the six wounds or seven wounds or something. Managed to kill it. I right, didn't explode. And then I, um, I managed to then get into assault range on your second Lehman Russ. Yes, you did. Right. So um, things are looking pretty good right there. Destroyed one tank and then in ready to assault the second tank. Things. I also brought down the uh, Inceptors. And yes. they uh, did a bunch of fire and they shot into uh, a bunch of the neophytes that were guarding your objective. Yeah. I couldn't shoot your, cl- I, I shot at your Clamavus, but I don't, no, I don't, I didn't, I didn't. No, he's a character. He's a character, so I couldn't shoot at him. You couldn't shoot at him. Yeah, you had positioned him well. Um, so I killed a bunch of, a bunch of the neophytes, but because we, because the the twist was no morale checks. I didn't, yeah. You didn't, they all, they all just stood there and watched their comrades die. And, and it was fine. And they were fine with it. It was, to- wasn't a big deal. They were totally fine with it. There were so many. There happen. were so many instances where it was like you would have wiped out my people a lot faster if the morale thing was in play. Yeah, yeah. Because I could just like, oh, I, that's uh, open he, war cards for you. Yeah, he, he you killed, never know what's going to happen. You killed some of my auto guns. Oh well. Yeah, big uh, deal. Big deal. I still have my la- my lasers. I still have my mining lasers. Mining here. lasers. Yeah. So so they were partially uncovered, floating around in a little t- teletubby way. But I, they didn't. They weren't as effective because of the morale thing. They weren't. Um, but they were a nice little harassing unit. So that was that was my turn too. That was my turn too. I also shot more at your, I uh, think, aberrant. And you uh, killed? Did you kill it? I yeah. I ended up killing the aberrant. I think. Oh no, he got. He, he managed to get in the into. He went into a combat. He, he went into combat. He he died in combat. He died. Yeah. He somehow toughed that one out. Yeah. He he died in combat. Somehow, but uh, yeah, I think he had one wound left. Yeah, yeah. By some, the time, by the time he reached combat, so he was he was easy to come to take down. He was in bad shape. So anyway, but that was that was uh, one one tank gone, and then some neophytes gone. But I was very happy that the tank was gone. So that was my turn two. All right, all right. Turn three. My turn three. Here's where that tactical flexibility thing comes somewhat in handy, because kind of what I expected to happen happened. Uh, so I needed. So I realized, oh, I need to use these guys for counter striking. Which is a little irritating, just because I can't have them. Like, I'd, I'd wonder how it would have gone had I um, done it the opposite way, which is have them take over your your objective. I guess we would have just traded objectives at that point. Yeah, um, it would have been a kind of I don't know, I don't know what would have happened. But um, instead, they show up to Counter Strike. Uh, Gene Stewart is having the intention of going after Gene Stewart and the Patriarch, having the intention of going after uh, your Golden Boys. My secondary guard, secondary guard. And my Spanish captain. Spanish, Spanish captain? Español. Español. <laughs> Yo soy un ángel de la sangre. <laughs> <laughs> Yo me llamo el Capitán Smasher. <laughs> All right, that's that's the that's the uh, what we just heard is the first instance of the Spanish dub of the Blood Angels <laughs> from brought uh, to you by Marvel. <laughs> yeah, no, the animated series. There's gonna be an animated series, right? right. From Blood Angels. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Well, this, so this is this. This is the Spanish. Spanish we know. We know who to call now. <laughs> call Here, me. Here's your guy. Um, uh, be el Capitan. Okay. Um. Yeah. yeah. So um, ima- imagine this. This is a really cinematic moment, though, right? It's pretty cinematic. Yeah. <laughs> You've got this this smash captain with this, um, you know, jump pack, giant, you know, thundering thunder hammer. Surrounded by these giant golden sanguinary guards. Yep. They had just smashed a tank. And then suddenly, burring out of the ground, comes 10 gene stealers. Yep. Right? In that weird June bug fleshy kind of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And this giant patriarch with his big brain pulsing. Yeah. 
right? And then it's a face-off between, you know, Blood Angels and his guard. And and Gene Steelers, Patriarch, and probably like 15 neophytes, mm-hmm. and then the Keller Morph. The Keller Morph. Who's now in, in the vicinity. Yes, the Keller Morph. All right, so uh, t- talk about how this turn went for you. First of all, Keller Morph. Awesome. Is great. He's fantastic. He's real. The star of the Gene Steeler cult. He's a re- Yeah, he's a real star. I mean... Just how many shots he pumps out is ridiculous. So he lands a, a bullet machine. So his weapons allow him what four shots of for each pistol? No, it's like it is. Uh, well, three. In the initial round of shots is how many? Every pistol and his normal pistols yes. do three shots. Three shots each. Three shots each. He has three pistols right. or narrow because <laughs> he has three arms. Yes, he has three arms. Right, uh, and those three pistols, he has a rule that allows him to generate. Bonus hits based on how many, ever many hits he gets. So he, but he hits on a two up. He hits on a two up. So he hits on a two up. So he's hitting on a two, like nine shots. Nine shots. And probably another up. nine shots. So yeah, probably another nine shots. The way, the, how I equipped him was with an extra, with a special With gun, a relic gun. Bane's, appre- the, pr- the oppressor's Bane, uh, which gives him an extra shot and an extra AP. Right. Um, so it's four shots, AP minus four. two. AP minus two on those. Right. On those bad boys. Um. He's he's a, he's like he just shreds ordinary infantry. Oh, he's crazy. He's 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 right. like a one man. He's like one man Teletubby squad. Yeah. So he's like eighteen shots at two up, pretty much. Yeah, eighteen shots. Eighteen coming, coming at you. Yeah, coming right at you, right at your face. Are they um, strength four, or strength three shots? Oh, they're like strength. I oh, I think they're strength four actually. Yeah, they're strength four. That's what's part of what makes them so strength four, right? Yeah, so, yeah, and and with AP minuses, oh, it's just it's a it's a night. It's he, a, he's a giant threat to these even space marines. Even space marines. Um, yeah. So he shows up and his and his buddies, and he kills like he kills two of my inceptors. He doesn't kill. He kills. I think he kills one. Oh right, he kills one this round. He kills one, injures another. Yeah. Um, and that seems like a little underwhelming, but. He has this rule where if he kills, if if he kills uh, <laughs> right, a model, right, eliminates right. a model, he gives bo- a, a bonus to anyone within six inches of him, and the bonus is that you get to reroll ones. So on he head. inspires the troops around him yes. by his, you by know, his heroic exploits his heroes, yes, by killing he's, the oppressors. He's sort of a folk hero, right? <laughs> um, yeah, killing the oppressors, uh, and so they get they'll get inspired to shoot better, um, and. The neophytes, uh, I think the mining lasers end up killing uh, another Teletubby uh, and wounding the other again. Right. So, so two of my inceptors are gone. Two of them are gone. Right. So, uh, so that's that's on one. That's on one side of the. That's board. on what? Yes, right. On the other side of the board. On the other side of the board, this is where this is a little bit of mismanagement here. This is a mistake in hindsight. Gene Steelers, we're gonna assault someone. One one of those two groups, either the captain or the uh, sanguinary guard. I went with the captain. I thought maybe, like, I had seen often um, in past games a mistake, a common mistake we would make would be there is a unit that was so tough that we thought of as so tough that we'd never targeted it because we didn't even bother. And it always appeared to me to be kind of like a fallacy. It's like if you don't even try it, then you're not going to get anywhere with it. It's a self fulfilling fallacy. It's a self fulfilling fallacy. <laughs> um, right. But this was the wrong time to challenge that fallacy. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> wrong time. Because I went in there with expectations. I, I, I missed, I forgot my psychic phase. Because oh, I'm yeah. just, I'm, I don't know. I well, hadn't played him in a while. Because you're new to the genes. I hadn't played him in a while and I just forgot that psychic phase. Yeah. And that would have 
could have made a whole bit of difference. Because the wounds, those mortal wounds are essential for that three-up invuln save. Another yeah. turn of that. Uh, but my brain, my brain. Um, yeah, Gene Sewers decide to assault him. And I think they put, like, two wounds? One wound? Two wounds? Any wounds? Some wounds? No, they, no um, wounds? They, they ended up putting, I think, uh, two wounds on him. Two wounds? Two wounds. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but look, Gene Sealers have three attacks on the charge, right? No, they get some. They, they but have, because of the bonuses from the Patriarch, yeah, it they was get, four attacks. So they that's, got four attacks. So, but not all the Gene Sealers were in, in, ra- in, in combat range, range. In combat range. So, you, I think you, you got it. Like, I had like five of them in there. Yeah. So, you had 20 attacks. Yeah. You had it, 20 attacks on my Smash Captain. Yeah, it and you, was, and you end up putting two wounds on there. Just two wounds because I ended up saving oh, some. The, some were saved by the, the invuln save, and some were saved because of his. Um, you had you had the the op- no pain thing. You had the maxed out, the most maxed out possible sort of uh, defense survivor survivor. Two up captain. armor, yeah. Three up invuln save, correct. Five up feel no pain, correct. It's the classic, right? <laughs> With six attacks and a thunder hammer. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, the, not to mention their and combat. a jump pack. Not to mention their combat gods, which I guess brings us to your turn. Right, where he, the, the Smash Captain did exactly what he does. Yeah, he, he does just he, he just kills everyone. Yeah. I think he reduced. I think he killed seven of the Gene Stealers or something like that. N- not by himself. Oh no, not by himself. Okay, so right, this, him and the Sanguinary Guard. Yeah, him and the Sanguinary Guard killed seven of the Gene Stealers in that yeah. turn. Patriarch was not able to get into combat. That's important to know. Yeah, and I couldn't. Uh, Patriarch, yeah, that's right. He wasn't able. He, he didn't make the charge, um, and then I couldn't attack the patriarch because he wasn't in combat, which yeah. I wanted to. But I ended up going after the Gene Sealers and reduce him down through a combination of um, the guard and captain to three. Yeah. So I was, it was a good round of combat uh, of assault for me. Yeah. Even though you assaulted, it it went my way. It didn't go your way, and I think yeah, I think they come down. So. Patriarch suddenly remembers he can use his brain, um, yeah. his big brain, uh, yeah. in order to make big brain moves and do the do the mental challenge yeah. on the uh, captain, and it works out great. It's like what four wounds or something ridiculous. It's like t- some. So the captain has five wounds. So I guess I guess the gene sealers had put like, wound maybe one wound on him on him or something like yeah. that. And I do like three wounds, three wounds of damage. I think. Two wounds of damage. Two wound damage. Yeah, because he was down to two wounds at the end. I think he has five wounds. Five wounds. Okay. Yeah. So, so one damage from the gene stealers, and then two two wounds from the mental challenge, the psychic challenge. Psychic challenge. Leaving him, with, with, leaving him with only two wounds. Leaving him with only two wounds. I mean, like the patriarch has like leadership ten. Right. It, it's great. I mean, I if, I just I I just wish I had remembered that before, but um, yeah, because I rolled badly in the in the challenge. Yeah, it's, it's a fun little mechanic, and yeah, it's a, it's an it's, it's a, a roll off. You add your leadership to a d six roll, and yeah. whoever wins wins. If the, if the patriarch wins, then that causes a mortal wound, and if he causes a mortal wound, um, he gets to do it again. Yeah, unless you're going up against like Necrons or a like I don't know chapter master, right? Like. You're gonna. You're be, probably gonna win that. You're, that, you're that. gonna be winning more than you're losing. Yeah. Uh, um. L- luckily, because of the um, feel no pain aspect of the um, yes. of the warlord trade I gave him that, and that the black rage, that that saved one of the at least one of the mortal wounds from. Yeah, I think it, it was. Yeah. yeah think so it was that that was very helpful. That was helpful. And of course, when the patriarch the patriarch ends up charging uh, this turn, of course, when um, I target the right people, the sanguinary guard, 
they go down. They go down really easy. Yeah. They go down calm. Like, <laughs> like it's just like, like, like there's two in range. Like there, there was like only two in range uh, for him in combat because you had this little conga line yeah. connecting them to a, to to the other tank to your other Lehman Russ so that so that it was so multi assaulted. So that was multi assaulted. So that way it so they couldn't fire. fire. Like the two in range immediately go down. Yep. Immediately go down. If Gene Sewers had gone after Sanguinary Guard. They would they would be food. They would be golden tin cans um, <laughs> with all this pink meat inside. Pink meat delicious. Inside. And then that would have had the, like the the captain like isolated and having to deal with all this nonsense. He right. might have still been able to do it, maybe not, but it would have been much more of a optimized fight. Right. Instead, we got what we got. Yeah, and oh that and that was a whole drama we didn't get into was the um, tank trying to run away and you trying to keep it <laughs> multi assaulted uh, for as long as possible, as well as the sideshow going on on the other side of the board where it was the Primus and the Echoite Icon Ward who took like kind of ridiculously long to die. I expected them to go down way faster. Well, they were facing ten Space Marines yeah. plus five Scouts. Five Scouts. And they just and they were super tough. They like, were just save, saves just after save, save after save. And they were just the aberrant went down real fast. But then the Primus and the uh, Icon Ward just wouldn't die. They just kept going. And so I just kept trading, com. I kept trading units to assault and uh, then and then sort of uh, get away from the combat. Yeah, but they were also pretty good at combat. They were no, the, they, I mean they had pretty good stuff. Like, Two ups or three but ups, it's, uh, it, but it's two gene stealer cult guys. It was just like yeah, against you know fifteen space marines, space marines, and somehow they're just, and somehow they're surviving. They're surviving and they're so, killing quite a few of them. Yeah, they end up they end up killing like three of one of one of the units, and they end up killing like uh, another two scouts. So yeah, two scouts. Yeah, yeah, they end up killing at least five space marines. That was ongoing slog. Yeah. So uh, um, so my turn rolls around. Your turn rolls around, and. Uh, you had rushed, so what I had set a little trap for you. Yes, you did. So your tank, in order to get out of the assault with the sanguinary guard, yeah, you just you were sick of being assaulted and being unable to fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you kept moving forward, and so you met you moved forward, and as and I knew you were going to move forward to get away from my sanguinary guard. I had sneakily crept up the tech marine. Yeah, he was waiting around, waiting around, and I want he he was armed with a melta gun. Yep, and so I. <laughs> I could have hit him in plain sight in the middle of the battlefield, hiding yeah. behind some like ammo cans. He's over there, yeah. <laughs> and the tank started rolling up, and then he does his six-inch normal move, which then puts him into melta range. Melta range, yep. Right. I, so he yeah. takes off a whole bunch of wounds yes, from the tank, ends up assaulting it, and then killing it with its servo arm. Yeah, rock which is heart. which I totally planned this assault. And I was hoping you wouldn't notice the tech marine. And Rocking you, a hard place. Yep. Um, yeah, right. The sanguinary guard versus I mean, these guys. It was like this little voice in the back of my head. But I just, for some reason, my brain had <laughs> yeah. figured like, oh, like, I thought for some reason, you kept calling it a multi-melta. And I think that was just like a mistake or whatever. But it I was, just like categorized it in my brain as like a multi-melta. And like the fact that you hadn't fired it made me think, oh, he forgot. Okay, I guess you forgot that ha- that that guy has a melta, so I don't have to worry about that. Uh, and then it's like, <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, he, no, he knew, no, he knew, he knew. He just, he, he just, he just mislabeled the name, but he knew perfectly well what he had. And so, yeah, it, it just, I just walked right in. Yep. Uh, what can I say? And Tech Marine did its job. Yeah, Tech Marine did its Trained job. Trained on Mars to kill Gene Steeler, Lehman Russes. Gene Steeler. I think I end up like the Teletubby died, right? 
Teletubby. The, the final, yeah, the final, final Teletubby. Teletubby. The final Inceptor died. Inceptor ends up dead. Yeah, uh, to the killer morph. But so do all like the gene stealers and the patriarch. They all end up dead. Uh, yeah. So uh, so I ended up assaulting with my with my captain and yeah. and two remaining sanguinary guard, and they they finished off the patriarch and all the gene stealers. Yeah. And then they they moved toward the objective where yeah. there was some neophytes in the clam of us. Yep. And you had a few more neophytes um, surrounding your killer morph. Yes. Uh, and uh, I I as good as the the killer morph was going to be. Um, I then, after I finished, I basically flew into the, the captain jump packed into uh, direct assault with um, with the killer morph. But like, he killed two sanguinary guard. The killer morph. The killer morph did kill two sanguinary. Yeah, he guard. finished off. The I know. Guard. I know. Two sanguinary guard. Two sanguinary, two sanguinary, sanguinary guard. Sanguinary guard. I killed by pistol. A pistol wielding. You know, yeah. mutant. He just, just, just constantly plays spaghetti western good. music on him. He's that guy. <laughs> He's that good. He's Clint Eastwood. He's that good. But he was going to pay the ultimate price. He was going to pay. Right. Uh, um, I think once you lost your tank and you had lost the Patriarch yeah. and all your genes. And the Killer Morph. And well, the Killer Morph hadn't died yet, but no, he, he, was, he was about to die. He was about to get. Because the captain was about smashed. to smash him. That's when you felt like, okay, this is no longer your fight. This is no longer. And I had killed it, and I at this point I had killed the uh, Primus, the Primus, and the um, Aquidagon. Yeah, it lasted pretty long, but yeah. Yeah, so I ended up holding one objective, and the captain was going to clean house on the other objective. Yeah, just those. It was. So that's when you conceded. That's when I conceded. Yeah, and it was like there's two. It's frustrating because there's two very simple little mistakes. That uh, you forgot the psychic phase. I forgot the psychic phase, and, and I targeted the captain. wrong. You targeted the captain. As I targeted the captain. The if I targeted the sanguinary guard, it would have been a much more optimized fight. If I hadn't forgotten the psychic phase, I would have done one or two more mortal wounds on your captain. Which would have been enough to kill him. Which would have been enough to kill him. He was left with two wounds. He would have been left with two wounds. Yeah. It, he's, it would have been much more open-ended. This is a game of dice, so you don't know how it's going to go. But, no. But, but so you don't, I don't think you can be that hard on yourself. I, I, because your, your gambit could have paid off. The gene stealers with the weight of attacks, could have killed the captain. That was very much a possibility. It was a possibility. It just still wrong target at the wrong... Like, well, you sanguinary, didn't, you sanguinary didn't know, guard could have... You didn't know how, how easy it was going to be to go down, to, the, to take out the sanguinary guard. I kind of... I had it in the back of my head that, I, that they would go down. I just wanted to kill the captain to get that to... Like, Target prioritized the strongest guy, like the toughest guy, to get him out of the way. Because every time that we hadn't done that, it always turned out really bad. Yeah, right. Because right. it was always yeah, you like, and I both make that mistake. We always both make that mistake where we just don't bother to target. The yeah, tough I'm not going to attack the demon prince because he's too tough. Yeah, you, we don't. Right. And, and then it turns out, oh no, they're not nearly as tough as we thought. Yeah. Or we should have been targeting, even if they are as tough as we thought, we should have been targeting them immediately. Because we would have been able to bring them down. But, but every once in a while, you have a situation sooner. where, like, remember, I had one guardsman. What, oh no, it was one priest in a guard army, like beating off all of these, uh, all of these like hordes of space marines. Yeah, like chaos you get, space marines. Yeah, you get that. Just sometimes. one priest, just one like priest holding, holding out, holding it out. Yeah, yeah. and just tying up like a whole unit of a whole unit you know, of chaos. Only space this marines. guy was a two up, three up, five up. Uh, yeah, yeah, Captain Boy. Yeah, um, he was tough. He was tough. Um, yeah, just a little target prioritization. Like sometimes, like, you have to key. You always have to assess in your head for each individual case. You can't apply general rules. No, you can't all across the board. Right. 
you have to apply for every can I kill can I kill this guy uh, or would it be a better use of my time or of my resources to kill these guys because the secondary guard could do a lot of damage too but yeah. they're much easier to kill yes which would have been it would have been a better use of my uh gene seers. they don't have an invuln save they don't have an invuln save it's, it's just the two plus and two plus means like way it, less than it used to yeah way, way less, less than, than it used to, to. all these ap minus weapons all the ap minus the the amount of attacks they would have been having to deal with yeah. it would have just uh, suddenly a bunch of high ap attacks are off the board right. and you don't have to deal with that yeah and just forgetting psychic face, which is just goofy. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I think that's because you forgot. You hadn't played him in a while. I hadn't played him in a while. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. My, my mistake was uh, was to uh, just keep put the yeah. Storm Raven on the battlefield at the beginning. Yeah. Now, on the other hand, maybe that saved me because it became a giant target for your tanks that otherwise would have wiped out my Space Marines. I figured if they were like... You would have sent something else that it, it wouldn't. Have, it, it's like it's like it doesn't. It doesn't. It didn't matter if uh, no one was holding it necessarily. Yeah. As well, long as as long as I had someone there to like, it, it would only matter if I had someone there to grab it. What I I don't know. What it, would but, that? But, have, but with but with gene sitters, they can always appear nine inches away and grab it. Yeah. In like two turns, the storm raven was not a distraction carnifex. I did not have it on the field so that you would target it on purpose. Yeah. It had a reason to be there, and you completely destroyed that, <laughs> that reason for its existence in the first turn. Yeah, it, 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 I mean, I had to change. Ta- My tactic was to run up, drop its dreadnought, and then watch the fun happen. Yeah, and I never got to do that. I, I uh, yeah. If it, I just figured if it hadn't, if it didn't, like that's gonna kill anyone who deep strikes in. Is going to be at the mercy of a storm raven if I don't kill it. That's true because it, it was loaded with weapons. It was loaded with weapons. It didn't have the opportunity to use them. But if I had like if right. I if I had just targeted your guys in your little encampment over there, yeah. Like even if I have guys to deep strike in, you're just going to mow them down. Yeah, that's true. You're it had gonna, a lot of a lot of firepower. You would purposely had like a hurricane bolt or <laughs> wind assault cannons. It was a whole it was a whole array of nightmare weaponry for infantry. Yeah. Which is why I chose it. Which is why you chose it. And so I was like, yeah, no, kill that. Get rid of that immediately. Right. I don't want that. Okay. Well, that was a good that was a good strategy on your part cuz that disrupted my entire battle plan. I just had to, yeah. you know, think reactively after that, but um, it worked out well. I think I think I had good placement of the captain and the sanguinary guard for maximum. The, yeah. the multi assault against against the gene stealers and one of your tanks, I think, was my saving grace because that yes. kept I your tank from was, firing. Yep, it allowed me to whittle down the gene stealers. Yep, and then set up my my ambush with the tech marine. Yep, I'll turn later. That whole thing worked was, out. Was, that's where the situation I was thinking like. Two turns ahead, and I'm like, if I just keep moving the tech marine yeah, this way, yeah. and I force the tank to keep going that way, yeah, they're gonna meet. Was, they're gonna meet, and something's gonna happen. Yep, that uh, that was a little spark of genius. <laughs> a little spark of genius. Every once in a while, every, I, once, in every while. once in a while, and the, the dice favored two, me. I made two, a lot of saves. Two neurons connect. I made a lot of saves with my captain. That's yeah. what I'm gonna say. So the, the dice favored me. All right. Well, that was our game. Yes. That was a game, and that's our and that's our that's our episode. 
Okay, we want to thank you for listening. As always, um, we will be more consistent with our with our episodes. Yes, um, but we want to thank you for listening to this one. You can always reach us at uh, the Eye of Terror Podcast at gmail.com if you have comments, questions, or suggestions on how to make the show better. But until next time, I'm George. And I'm Alec. And we play 40K. We'll see you guys soon.